Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Black Create Connect podcast where we speak with some of the most incredible, accomplished black professionals across the globe and in this week's episode I actually have a guest that I met on this trip in person which is which is my favourite way to meet guests actually because it's authentic, it's organic and I felt like moved by what they do. Um, so I have here with me today the founder of Aya, Eric Anand. Did I say your name correctly? You did well. Yes, I did. Welcome, 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 Eric. Thank you, Alicia. Introduce yourself. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, thank you again. Um, I think it's a real privilege to connect with people like you who are very real, organic, like you said. Um, it's been almost fortnight ago that I met you. Yeah. On the 1st of January and we instantly connected. And yeah. So, have a a long track record, but I'll just summarize it. I'm American, I'm Ghanaian by bed. I call myself African by identity. Um, three things actually um, inspire me, uh, empathy, uh, kindness, and compassion. In the university, I work in Huawei technology for about four years. I resigned to pursue my dream, being an entrepreneur, trying to solve complex problems in society. Okay, okay. We're, we're going to get on to like, the problem that, problems that you solve and everything. But before we get on to that, um, I'd just like to say it was nice meeting you at the event, by the way, um, at AquaConnect. That was a nice event. How did, you, how did you find out about the event? That was my second one. Last year, I did attend the event happening around this area. Okay. Um, the, this year, one seemed to be very organic. It was original. Everybody there was well open. Yeah. And we could have great conversation with people. I, I walked to you. You didn't know me. Hey, Alyssa, this is me. And you opened up to me. Yeah, so yeah. that's the difference I saw with the, the, the other one. I think there were more um, diaspora, I mean, community there. Uh, that was the difference. In the, in the last one? No, the last one, one, this one. Uh, this one, there were a lot of new people yeah. in diaspora. So people were open to connect, yeah. engage. That's the difference between the first one I attended. The first one was more of local people and people were a bit, a bit close. And right. they were, yeah, exactly. so, I find that quite surprising. And I thought that if if we were to go to um, a Ghanaian like networking event, I thought that people would be more open. But they're much more open from overseas. You're saying that's true. That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. People are more, a bit more close unless they know you before they open up to you. Uh, it's, I think it's part of our, our culture. Our, our culture. Yeah. Uh, they want to be sure before they open up to you. Yeah. But if you're an entrepreneur like me who have a very broad, open mind, you don't. It doesn't matter. I I tell people my 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 loyalty is value. Mm. So, so long as we can exchange value, I open up to you. I mean, mm, so mm, it's all about mm, value. Mm, so, how mm, what one bring to the table? It's not do I know him? Do I know her? Where is he from? I don't do those things. So, yeah. I open up to people. So long as there's value to exchange, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what people need to begin to yeah. uh, open up to. Because the world is becoming more connected. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you are born in Ghana. The mm. internet connects us together. So, yeah. uh, basically, that's the difference I saw mm. this year compared to the last year one. Mm. And yeah, people are more open, people are ready to talk to you. And, yeah. That's interesting, because do you know what? I, I really like AcroConnect. Um, I, I agree with you. I think everyone everyone was really open. Yeah. Generally though, like when I go to networking events, it's hit or miss. Even in London as well, it's hit or miss. As, as sociable as I am, sometimes you find that people are quite open or they're not quite open and yeah. it, it, it varies. Yeah. And yeah, you were, you were really cool to speak to. We explored the conversation and now we're here today. Yeah. So, um, so tell us a bit about you like a bit about your background so you was born in Ghana right yes I was born in Ghana um, okay. um a, a town called Ahenemako it's in the Shantere okay, sorry Ahenemako Kobe Ahenemako yeah Ahenemako means that the children of the king 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the name of the town. It's a small town, but today it's a bit cosmopolitan. A lot of people are there. Mm-hmm. And I school in Kumase. I did my secondary school in Kumase mm-hmm. and moved to Accra. Then did my university in the Eastern region in a private university called All Nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I completed 2010. After 2010, I did my national service. So after national service, I had the opportunity to work with Huawei. And you know, Huawei is a global conglomerate um, owned by China. Wait, 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 we skipped past so much. <laughs> wait, we, 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 we went from birth and now we're at Huawei. What happened in between? I like, I tell all of my guests, I like substance, okay? So, you, you grew up in, you grew up in, um, what, what I, you grew up? I was born there. I'm eight, I mean, I'm five out of, of eight children of okay. my, my, my mom. Um, growing up, it was a bit difficult. Yeah. Um, difficult in the sense that it's a compound house, um, family, not too much resources to, so it's go for us or each one for himself. But so you one, grew up in a, a single parent household? Yes, I mean, my, I actually grew with my, I mean, I, I stayed with my grandma. My oh, grandma actually, yeah, my grandma okay. actually uh, did, had a lot of impact on me. So, um, a lot of things that I do today, if I look back, so, wow, is that me that I'm doing today? Because I was not social. I didn't attend any social gathering, no entertainment, no concert. You're quite introvert when you were Very introvert, up, very right? introvert, very introvert. So in eight children in the house with other siblings. It's mm-hmm. a compound. Ghana, we do a lot of compound, external family. So your uncle, your, um, mm-hmm. your auntie, we're all in the same house. So I remember staying with my one of my aunties for about two years mm. and I would sweep, I would do everything like mm. a, a girl would do normally. But for me, it was training. So I had, I, mm. went, I went through a lot of formal training, mm. house training, and my uncle too was a, like a chief. Mm. So he would take me to the to the palace so I understand how the Asante culture works. Mm. Um, he would take me to the Mansha Palace to go and serve. Mm. So growing up, I went through a series of process. Right. So I understood culture, I understood tradition, I understood how to respect people. I understood how to have conversation with other people. And so mm. I didn't have friends who were younger than me. You didn't? I didn't. No. All my friends were elderly. I mean, from the primary school, my friends were in the in, I mean, senior, I mean, I'm GSS. Why do you think that was? Because of the training I had, because of my uncle being a chief and always wanted to hear something that my, my my colleague could not tell me. I wanted to hear wisdom. Mm. I mean, I want to hear people speak in proverbs. But why why is there the assumption? I find this in our culture. There's an assumption that if you're older, you're wiser. Do you? So why is that assumption? Um, I think it. So I've come to appreciate that age is totally the determinant of of wisdom. Maturity is not automatic. Age is automatic, right? Maturity is personal responsibility. You mm. have to, you have to, uh, you have to acquire that mm. to be mature. It's not uh, oh, because I'm old, I'm matured. So people are old, they are not matured. Mm. So people are young, they are matured. Mm. For me, I think I got, I was matured. I was matured earlier, earlier in my, la- my life. Mm. I think by eleven, into, I asked my dad a question when I had a privilege to. So I was nine, asking him, why are people poor? You asked your dad poor? At this point, when you asked your dad why people are poor, yeah. were you guys poor growing up or were you guys just like me? No, my dad was just a normal I mean, farmer. I mean, okay. when, I mean so you were, average. 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 Okay, I mean, okay. not, you don't have so much resources. You're not from a privileged home, so to speak. So ask, why are people poor? Wait, so sorry. How old is you when you asked this question? As nine well? years. I was nine. Was nine years yes, old. Yes. So um, what made you ask this question? Because I saw people begging. Right, on the okay. street. So as why people poor? And he said, people are poor because um, those who have, 
are not feeling enough empathy, kindness to give those to those who don't have. Right. And that struck a chord in me. So right. every day I go out, I try whatever I have, I give. Right. And today I still do that. Yeah. So he told me people, those who have are unwilling to give to those who don't have. And that's mm. what people are for. So if mm. you and I have opportunity mm-hmm. to, I mean, to give, doesn't mean that you have you have to give everybody. You mm. cannot serve everybody. Mm. But mm. how can we extend kindness? Someone just needed to smart her or him, mm. and mm-hmm. I mean, his lifestyle will change. Mm-hmm. But why are we so to ourselves? Mm-hmm. So that conversation actually guided me. Mm. And by the time I finished GSS and mm. I was going to secondary school, and I went to secondary school, the headmaster picked me up like you, you are going to my boy. So I have to serve him mm. every Saturday. I'll go from moving host. I mean the um, the, the the dormitory to the headmaster. Mm. Then the second year, I became the house prep, and mm. I took my house to Cape Coast. And then we went to the Cape Coast Castle. Is that you're in uh, school? It's secondary school now. Okay, it's secondary yeah. school now. So I've moved from my childhood. Yeah. I finished GSS, Ghana by 15, you have done with GSS. What sorry, just to understand, what were some of your your strongest skill sets when you was in school? Oh, leadership. I mean, I was I will clean. You, you were quite introvert though in school, so yes. but you was a leader. Naturally, I'm, I think I'm a natural leader, but I was introvert at the same time. Okay, I didn't like talking to people, but I think over time going to school things changed. But even when I was introvert, the reason why I was introvert is I didn't like people talking to my face or rebuking me. Like, oh, you insult me. That because of that, I don't get myself to people. Mm. Don't I was automatically introvert. The only reason was that I don't want people to rebook me unnecessarily or right. talk, talk down on me. Right. For that reason, I'll keep to my shelves. Right. But when I see something not done, I'll do it. Right, okay, got you. So do you get it? So the all the teachers, I'll mark teachers, I mean, I'll help them mark. Even in, in primary four, I was marking my, I mean, my class. Oh, mark for me, help me. Um, uh, primaries, I mean, they would ask me to go to the uh, library, uh, library hall to arrange books. Mm. I would do that. They would ask me do this. I mean, I mean, write those who are talking name. So right. I was doing that naturally. They, they would give me some responsibility, and I would do it mm. without knowing that that's leadership. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Right then. In primary six, the game I became the prefect of compound. Make sure the compound is clean. Compound of a stair. Right. You guys know. So you had a way about about you where you moved kind of almost wisely. Like you didn't say too much. You didn't talk too much. No, no. I mean, I was not talking. Now you don't see me everywhere, but yeah. you seem like I'm organized. Right. So natural people come do this, do this, and I'll do it. Right. So, right. Right. So teachers like me. Everybody, hey, Eric, go and Eric could do this. Go and call Eric. Yeah, he would yeah. do it. He would go and sell. So they will, they'll trust me because we give something. I'll, I'll make sure it is done mm. and I'll leave it and I will not come back to say whether or not you want to appreciate me I didn't do that so and why that it is something that I picked from my grandma mm. she's organized she's never been to school but always organized mm. you not see her room disorganized mm. you wake up you have to lay your bed yeah you have to clean you have to wash yeah. so these things naturally became part of me yeah, yeah, yeah so by the time I went to secondary school I've already developed that consciousness. So when I took my class to Cape Coast Castle, that's where my eye actually opened to what our grand people, I mean, have gone through, through the slavery, I mean, the gate of no return. And then I was 15 years. So that's when you realized about slavery? Exactly. Okay. So by the time I came back, I started reading any book I would, I would, I would see. And reading and, and buying graphic or going to the I mean, library to read, I mean, Daily graphic. I started seeing a lot of things. I was asking questions. So that's how my curiosity started. So asking more questions. The teachers I will ask questions. That's, uh, this question you're asking is too much. In, in, in Ghana today, how oh, you, you, you are you are small, but don't ask those questions. Is that it has been part of our culture? Mm. But now things are changing. So there are some questions you 
they'll say you are too you are too small. You don't need to ask these questions. They have to keep it to yourself. Mm. And so, sometimes if you don't take care, it also so so affects your your ability to be curious, your ability mm. to be adventurous. Mm. Because they say you can't do this, you can't do that. But I think I I. In, I'm self self learner. Most time, most of the time I do, I learn myself. Mm. I don't wait for somebody to teach me. So once it tells me something, I'll go and look for what it didn't tell me, and that made me become self self achieve. Mm. So I w- went through that, finished secondary school, became mm. the first um, person to become the, I mean house prefect in second I mean in year two, year three I became the president of the business I mean class. Mm. Which again, I also mobilize them for different trips. So mm. these are all leadership positions. Then the university. That's how, actually, I, I, I became aware that I'm actually a, born, a natural born leader. I formed the first political association in my university. It's called the, the, the first political association, association in, in university. Okay. So it's a private university where it's a pure Christian based university. You don't there's no other activity there. It's academic. Just learn and go to church. That university. So I challenged that status quo. Um, by yeah, first year, by second year, I said, no, this thing needs to change. So I went to read the constitution of the country. I read A to Z. Mm-hmm. And I realized that as a student, we have right to form associations. So I used the constitution to uh, engage the leadership or the management. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then I, fought, I, mean, I organized the students to meet them. The first ever student forum where the president and the owner of the school, the, and the president, the chancellor, they all came. And we asked questions, open forum. From there, they said, okay, now you still can open me, set up, I mean, association. But they gave restrictions. Wait, what, so, so just to understand, for the sake of the listeners, um, so Eric's mentioned that he set, set up a political association. Yeah. Um, what, so what did that do? What was the functions of it? Beautiful. So in Ghana, um, if you have a typical Ghanaian uh, in the universities, that's where the polit- the, all the political um, politicians in, Ghana, in the country do. They all start from the university. So the university, you have the two major parties in, in the country. Okay. There's MPP okay, M- and M- the NDC. M- MPP? MPP and the NDC. Okay. So they actually start picking the quality of those that they think that they can, they can, they can mentor to become nationally there's from okay. the universities. So in the MPP they have what we call the the Tescom. Is the is the arm of the of the ruling government now. Okay. So in the university they were any any of that. Mm. And me being an MPP guy, I mean where I come from, almost everybody's an MPP person. That's anti regime. So I told myself, okay, let's form an, um, the, the first ever um, association in the school. The school is called All Nations. So I, I mobilized the students, called one or two people. They say, yeah, cool, we formed it. So that's our first ever association in the school. Mm. So, I mean, subsequent to that, other people started forming our business association, right. science association. Okay, so you compete, set the trend, basically. The isolated trend. So people didn't re- know that they could set, create association. Because of fear of being. Uh, the punish exactly, well, exactly. So I set the, the, the tone, and everybody okay. now. So the school now have okay. different associations. But I finished school, and the, my, my association is still there. The Tescom is one of the most. I mean, I mean, um, brilliant um, Tescom for the. Pa- so you went into politics then. So yes, as a student leader, I was in politics. I became the national um, union um, leader for the, all the private universities in the country. What did you study when you was in university? I did banking finance. All of this. Is very like it. It's very like. Po- I thought you would have studied politics. <laughs> yes, I, I should have. I should, so, I should have. Yeah. So you studied back in the violence, yeah, but the, then you did. Um, you, you done politics. Why did you not go into politics? So I did. I I went to politics a bit for about five years, and I left. So after university. After after university, yes, I became the I'm the youth leader of the party 
in the constituency. So the constituency is where ah. they elect the member of parliament. Right, so I serve okay. the constituency as a youth leader for the, that constituency. That's Kofuridia. What did that role involve? It involves you organizing and mobilizing the young people to join me, to, I mean, for the party to win. So in, 2012, right. in 2010, 2012, I was the, the party youth leader. So you, you basically, you, you influence young people to vote for the party? As a full vote of the party, basically, uh, as a youth leader. You are in charge of mobilizing. I mean, the young people are, are, are on the majority. So yeah. your, your job is to mobilize them, I mean, educate them about the party's philosophy, right. the party policies, and then, I mean, of course, inside them too. To, I mean, we them to, into one direction. So, what what what's your political um, preference at the moment? I'm actually centre right in my philosophies. Well, okay, what, what does that mean? Centre right, basically. So, the centre right. If you go to US, let me compare to US. Mm. Republican. That's what you are. That's that's my my, my oh, persuasion. Wow. If you go to UK, you'll have conservative. The conservative. Um, if ah, you go to okay. Germany, you, you have the um, the the, um, the the woman who just left office party. That's that's my philosophy. I believe in liberalism. I believe in capitalism. I believe that freedom should be should be everybody's right. So then, then that contradicts you being right wing, no? So I'm a liberal. In the conservative or in, in, in every party, there are, there, are, there are liberal ones and they are very, very fanatics. So you're a liberal right? I'm a liberal centre-right. Okay, so te- tell us your political beliefs, like your political beliefs in general. So without any kind of context of conservative, right, whatever, yeah, yeah. what do you believe um, political fairness is? Or what I, believe, is? I believe that every human being should have economic freedom. Everyone should have economic, economic freedom. freedom. Do you think that that sh- economic freedom should be given or ant? I think that with, if the right incentives are set, okay. I need to earn it. I Everyone don't be- needs to earn yes, it. Yes, you need to earn it. Okay. It's like value. You don't create value, you don't get enough value. Okay. So in, in as much as I believe that people should have economic freedom, everybody should earn it. I don't believe in handouts. Okay. So then that then yeah. contradicts <laughs> the point where you're... I think your dad said, because the people don't give to the poor, that's why they're poor. So do you then still believe that? Um, so today, I have to also rewind that assumption. Um, I've realized that even the scripture talk about poor, will be, I mean, there will still be poor people among us. But I also believe that it's not fair for the system to be structured such that only few keep on getting few, I mean more. Why? Because if I don't have resources, I don't get to statistics, I cannot even be able to uh, get more. And I think this, the current structure we have set for this world mm. is, is actually not set in a way that actually empower more people to see. Mm. The information are not where it's rooted, opportunities are not where it's rooted. Mm. Few people in a certain classes, cl- I, mean, st- I mean, cluster, get to know more. The thing is though, like, as, like, as you were saying that, like I'm just thinking, I just think it's impossible for anything in any life to be fair. It's like life isn't fair. Like it's it's it's, it's, just, it's like when you look at anything, yeah. things are always going to be a little bit imbalanced. Even in a in a relationship, yeah. even in friendships, things are going to be a bit imbalanced. It's just about how you deal with what you have in your current certain in your current circumstance. I can't talk for anyone in different positions, yeah. but you know, I I mean, you came from an average background. Like my my dad, for example, he speaks by. On our, on our podcast my parents came from a very poor background right and they were resourceful in what they in what they had and what they did and they've managed to completely switch it around mm-hmm. for their lives so I just kind of feel like yeah life isn't fair but you have to take you have to use what you have around you like no it's there's 
I don't know. I'm kind of I'm I'm right as well. By the way, yeah, Alicia, you know what? We are. I think we are speaking the, the same, same thing, thing but yeah. different perspective. Yeah. I I am also a strong believer that you need to. If you want it, you need to earn it. Yeah, exactly. So I always tell people that instead of saying Africa, I mean, Black Lives Matter, rather, what we should be saying is that Blacks need to stop feeling entitled mm-hmm. and begin to mm-hmm. create their own table. Mm-hmm. I hear you. No, I think I think we have, we have been so entitled. Mm-hmm. We are here always, oh, you, 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 you enslave us, bring out repatriation, all those things. Mm-hmm. I think it's overrated. When Chinese were poor 40 years ago, mm-hmm. they didn't queue that way they, they were being mm. disrespected. Mm. Chinese were the least people to respect. We do have a handout mentality, unfortunately. Exactly. I, I, I have to say that as a, as, even though I have a black platform and I might get, I might get slack for it, but I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I do think that the majority of our community expects um, handouts. And I understand we have, we have been put at back foot, right? There is the theory that, you know, we were not, ahead in the race yeah. I understand that however we have to work with okay this is where we are right now what can we do what can we do to make sure that we are even heard by people that are 10 steps ahead of us do you know what I mean you, yeah. like you, you can't you can't fight with anger you can't fight with bitterness you have to be proactive and add value like what you said but sorry continue yeah so in the nutshell, I think I'm, I'm, I'm someone that I have, I've tasted all these faces yeah I'm 39 Oh wow! Yeah, I'm 39. So I've seen poverty. Yeah, I've seen how opportunity are not. I mean, felt distributed. Yeah, I've seen how uh, even system that we have here today mm-hmm. is not it's not total open for everyone. No, it's not. Um, yeah. So I'm coming from a background where I, I I looked at things from a very narrow narrow perspective, mm-hmm. and I also seen how having a broad and open mind can do for you. Mm-hmm. You may not have it, but it's all boiled down to how your mentality works. Mm-hmm. Because whatever you input is what comes out. And so I have to deal with myself. I have to deal with my biases. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with my cultural um, I mean biases, my assumptions, and so many things. I have to, I have to die to come out again. So today, you're speaking with somebody that have to undo so many, so many things that I was indoctrinated with, mm. um, lack, um, scarcity. It's part of us. Oh, don't do this. You, are, I mean, you will die. I mean, why are you f- fighting for over, over all these things? Mm. But you see, the more you you get to read more, the more you, you seek mm. for knowledge. Knowledge is not free. You have to pay attention to it. Mm. Knowledge is not out there for everybody. Mm. You need to be paying attention mm. to what they are not saying. People, we only follow what they say, but we don't f- follow what they do. Mm. So they'll tell you, I mean, oh, this is what's happening, but you need to pay attention. Wait a minute. Okay, what are they doing? Mm. What they said, is it what they are doing? Mm. So now what I do more, when you speak with me, I actually pay attention to what you do, not what what you are telling me. Mm. So being be, become an entrepreneur today has helped me sh- reshape my entire mindset and my perspective. Mm. So that it's not just about, oh, I want to create a solution that will make me money. But the question is, I'm asking myself, how did Bill Gates set out to, t- to set up Microsoft? Did he ever say that I want to become billionaire? That's why he set up Microsoft? No, that, no. that, that wasn't it. It's no. a step. Did, yeah. did um, JP Morgan from the start, did he set up because he wanted to control of America. No. The whole thing was how do we use enter- enterprises to create more opportunities mm. so it can have more people. I mean, it's rinse, repeat, spread. But in that case, it's not like that. We, we gather, we don't spread. Mm. We gather and we don't even t- talk about it. We die. Nobody knows that we, mm. we have gathered. Mm. That's why we keep on having poverty here. Mm. The poverty here is self-made. Mm. If you can begin to understand that it's about 
repeat, rinse, and spread. One, one thing I can say, honestly, is that I was really shocked at the level of poverty here. I was really, and I have to, I have to be open about that. I was really shocked. I knew it existed, of course, I'm not silly, but I didn't know that it was as bad as it was to the point. And when I say as bad as it was, to the point where there's young kids, it's like children, like six years old, girls at six o'clock in the morning, I'm leaving the party and, and young children are asking me for food. You know, I, I was in the car the other day and me and my friend were eating food and young kids are surrounding the car asking for food. That is crazy poverty. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that bad. And I was speaking to my mum about it actually and I said to her we need to try to do something but then I was like what can we do mm. because if we're, we're not, like it's not we're not going to be able to do enough so I can help I will happily buy food and give it to people but then there's going to be more that come and more that come and then like, how, like what can we do and I've, I've literally been racking my head thinking, nah, not just necessarily here in Ghana, but I know that it probably exists in Jamaica as well. What can we do as a, as, as a community to eradicate this issue? And your, your solution, I think, really helps, yes. helps it as well. I think and we, we need to be very honest to ourselves. Mm. Um, what has happened in the last 400 years, we can't change anything about yeah, it. It's a history. Yeah. It's about it's gone. forward, exactly. It's gone. The present that we have today is a gift. For us to be able to reimagine the future, which mm. is a mystery. Mm. So here are my, my, my radical solution to it. Instead of complaining and lamenting every day, I think one thing that we don't do a lot here is about solution creation or problem solving. Mm. We don't solve problems. Mm. So we all wake up. I want to go to school. I finish school. I'm looking for a job at, a, at, at in the bank. I want the government to employ me. We are not getting many people being curious being and aspiring. Innovative. Yeah. Aspiring. So we need yeah. to radically yeah. look at it from the point of young people today. I mean, those guys, 30, 40, if you don't do self, self-consciousness, you, you're lost. So how can you inspire entrepreneurs in such in a, in a society where there's a lot of poverty mm-hmm. and people are not even inspired to get mm-hmm. a high-paying job, mm-hmm. let alone work for themselves? So, And also, one thing I have noticed as well on top of that is that there's probably, there's a lot of I guess people that work for themselves actually on the streets when it comes to like selling like you know yeah. food or drinks or whatever it is. But then I have I had I thought to myself the other day, how long are you going to do this for and it's still not going to pay off? Mm-hmm. That's the saddest thing. Like so, how can we empower you know our own to have? companies that are actually fruitful long term where they don't have to be working you know consistently so hard for nothing like how it's all start with a story mm. it all start with we being honest to ourselves it all start from we I'm saying that look we have been doing this thing for maybe 10, 5, 15 years 20 years 50 years it's not working how do you reverse that we can only reverse that when we admit where the problem is. Because mm. the, the, what created the problem cannot use the same approach to solve the problem. Mm, mm. Do, you, do you understand? That's why in the last five years, what I did before even this was to be an advocate. Moved, I've moved to about 17 African countries. What do I do? You, you've moved? Yes. I've, 17? 17 countries in Africa. Wow. Yes, I've traveled to uh, 17 are they, are they all quite similar or very, very, very different? Uh, different. I mean, I've been to more, the East African country. I've been about seven of them. South Africa, I've, I've done three. Wow. West Africa. So what's the difference? There are a lot of difference. Africa is 54 countries. Alicia, 54 countries with 40 plus different currencies. 
with wow. 50 plus monetary and regulations. So it's not just like an American market where 52 I mean, states, one currency, one market, one regulation. Yeah, few I mean, state differences, but it's one universal. Mm. It's 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 mono. mono. Africa is multi dimensional multi mm. multi diversity mm. a lot of differences so mm. the challenge we find here is mm. not just about the people mm. however what i decided to do mm. is that mm. we can start from a point of educating mm. re, 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 Winding how people think, how people mm. see things. We all go into it because we are we are we are hungry. We want to eat today, mm, mm. so we don't think about tomorrow. Mm. Let me eat what. Let me have it today. Mm, don't think mm, of yourself. No. Mm, mm. Yes, we need to eat. Yes, mm. we need to survive. But at while surviving, why don't you begin to put in pipeline? that can create a system that we will leave and those that behind exactly. us can have better. Exactly. That's where patience and intentionality comes in. Honestly. We need to be deliberate about it. Yeah. We have not been in, yeah. enough deliberate about it. We are yeah. washy-washy, flip-flop. We are yeah. all in a hurry and, to go. And the thing is, one thing that I have to, I can say this with my chest openly and honestly, and everyone that knows me knows I'm honest, it is not easy. When you're building something for the long term, there's times, long times, where you're not getting the results that you want immediately, yeah. but you have to think long term. You have to be consistent. And that's what people don't see. People see, oh, you know, this has happened. You, you've got this deal. Or you've got that. And that looks so good. You don't know what it took <laughs> to get that. No, but I like, you don't like, I, I wish everyone just had the patience to go through that journey because we'll be such a, a bigger, better community community you know in general but um, just to I really want to understand your, your perspectives on the different countries in West Africa yeah. sorry not West Africa in, in Africa, Africa. Yeah. to quickly give us like a whiz tour like what's the difference like pros cons like what have you noticed from like a I guess an economical business perspective interesting so if you say the East Africa they have a certain trend they speak almost the same language Swahili is the, the most used language in East Africa and it's almost all don't speak English so East Africa is kind of, they have a common economic interest. Mm. You know you know what actually moves people's economic life? is trade and language. If I can speak the same language, it's easier for us to communicate. Exactly, yeah. So East Africa has this unique identity. Swahili. English, English and Swahili. Okay. You come to West Africa, you have French, you have Portuguese, I mean, French and I think even Spanish. Mm. And then you have English. Mm. The French and the, I mean Anglophones are not; they just smile, but it's just like um, cow dung. The top is dry, the inner is soft. What do you mean by that, sir? Uh, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, top is, is dry, inner. The, 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 the cow, no, the, uh, the cow dung. The cow dung. Uh, yeah. Okay, so again, like, what's that in, in relation? To what me? it means that I smile with you, but inside me. It's, it's, That's how it's, it's, it's not original. It's not real. It's, not okay, real. So it's fake. It's, it's fake. Right. That's what's happening That's in West Africa. West Africa. West Africa. So they're, they're not so genuine. It's not genuine. Really? Oh, no. So the French and all of West Africa, oh, though. Oh, no. Like Ivory Coast, Cameroon. The Francophone Nigeria. and the Anglophone, it just, it just, it's, it's, it's just comic. It's just camera. Really? Deep, deep down, deep down, there's serious rivalry. That's what for the last thirty years they've tried to do echo one currency. It's not working because France has an interest in the Francophone. The British have interests in the Anglophone, Nigeria, Ghana. So still Africa do not have economic identity. The economic identity of Africa is tied to Britain and America. And so that's the unique identity in West Africa. Language barrier, 
and political difference. Right, okay. If you go to South Africa, um, Zambia, South Africa, Zimbabwe, also English, Botswana, there's also a common language, except Angola, where they speak uh, Portuguese, mm-hmm. and then Mori- m- 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 other ones, other ones. So that's also a common identity there. Right, okay. You go to North Africa, they are, they don't even. They only identified as Africans when there's political conversation. Yeah, they they, they speak are, French. They are extremely different. Yeah, they are. Like I've been to North Africa before. Yeah. I thought I was in Europe. I completely yeah. forgot yeah. that I was in Africa. Yeah, especially Morocco. Yeah, yeah, that's why I went yeah. to Morocco. Especially Morocco. Morocco is well advanced. Yeah. Why is it because their political system is still the autocracy or mm. the theocracy, mm. monarchy. Mm. The same thing is working for the for the Arabs, mm. monarchy. Mm. In Africa, we just imported democracy in whole without respecting our cultural identity, I mean, diversity, mm. our unique settings. So democracy that is working now in Africa is really not original mm. because things that are not actually put in perspective. Mm. So that's the nature of, 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 of Africa. Mm. East Africa, there's a lot of development going on in East Africa. If you mm. speak Kenya, Ethiopia, I mean, Rwanda, you could see there's a trend of growth. Mm. But if you come to West Africa, Nigeria is a superpower in Africa if you want to, in terms of population. Really? Okay, yeah, in, in terms, terms of population, population. In terms of resources, in terms of human capital. What about wealth as well? Yes. Nigeria? Nigeria has all the wealth. You can imagine. Really? In terms of oil, they have more than 40 plus different mineral resources. Okay. They just discovered lithium, which lithium is the, yeah. next, the next biggest thing because yeah. of I mean, electric cars. Now, the challenge with Nigeria is Nigeria is supposed to be the, the, the superpower of Africa. Mm-hmm. Nigeria is supposed to be the, the godfather of Africa, where they grow and everybody. Of Africa uh, or West Africa? Of Afri- Africa. Okay. Of course. If Nigeria gets it right, Africa is, is okay. If Nigeria alone gets things right, we don't need China in Africa. Right. We're only in Nigeria. You know why? One, two good things that identify Nigeria to be unique. They are people and their willingness to try something new. That character. And they're very ballsy. They are very. Nigerians are very, from what my perspective, yeah. and I love it though, like they're very but, like. Let's unless you're lazy, you you're not like Nigerian. They, they are go getters. Yeah, yeah they get things done. Yeah, as you're speaking yeah. with him, you not ask you where you're from. Because, oh God, how do I get things done? Yeah, yeah. But you, are, if you speak a Ghanaian, you're talking to a, your Ghanaian. You want to understand from A to Z. You want to go and do all the researches before he make a decision. Mm. Nigerians are not like that. So you need that character of Nigerian plus the character of a Ghanaian who want to be a bit more analytical. Cautious, yeah. So I think that Africa, that's a diversity. In terms of the political structure, Ghana is more stable. That one, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of that. It's more stable, mm. it's peaceful, but there's not enough economic opportunities in, in, in Ghana. That's the sad thing. You understand? And That's the one thing yeah. that really that lets Ghana down a little bit is the economic yeah. um, opportunities. But it's, other than that, it's beautiful, the, We have everything peaceful. here. We yeah, have everything it's, it's here. A great place. We have peace. We have yeah. everything. We are loving people. We, our hospitality is second that's to none. And that's, to be honest with you, that's why I love Ghana. That's what I care about, really. I care about peace and love. Yes. Like, really and truly. That's, but the that, point that's is that there's no opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, it's low. And we you can them, though. Yeah, we are, we are young. Yeah. But do you know the challenge? Why? Because we have a system that only produces political interest. Mm. We are running a political economy in Ghana. We are not running economic economy or welfare economy. What do you mean by that? So political economy means that it's either you're in government or you're in opposition. If you're in government, everything is right. If you're in opposition, everything is wrong. 
That's what we are, we are doing. So from morning to evening, all our radio station from morning to evening is political conversation. So young people don't wake up hearing things that could get them to aspire. Right. So it's all. So like, what do you mean political conversations? What are they talking about? They talk about the government. They talk about I mean um, what people are doing. Uh, doing yeah, yeah, okay. So you don't hear radio station talk about innovation. Talk right. about ChatGPT. Wow, that is changing the world. A lot of people don't know even know about ChatGPT today. Today, right, right, right. You don't wake up here. Ah, electric car is going to change the world. So the young people in, the, in, in school, comes, ah, they okay, know. How do I also deal exactly. something like that? They we don't have insights. those conversations. Is that the insights? Yeah. So people are only narrowed towards just one area. Mm. And I tell people that your perspective is shaped by your perception. Mm, agreed. And how do your perception come up? It comes up with, with the thing that you consume daily basis. Mm. So if you are consuming political news every day, mm. you are consuming entertainment news every day. Or 100%. you consume. Consume is oh football, um, yeah. UEFA Champions League, or uh, English Premiership. So you wake yeah. up, your your perception and your perspective is, is shaped, is, narrowed. Yeah, I say this all the time. I say your what you consume is what you let out, and even at content is so important. That's that's why I think first thing in the morning. Meditate, yeah. close your eyes, listen to what God is telling you. For those that don't believe in God, whatever you believe in, mm-hmm. listen to whatever that's telling yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, try not to consume too much. I don't even listen to the news anymore in London. I don't, you know? I don't. I can't tell you the last time I listened to, to the news because it's just, it's just taken up too much yeah. in my mind. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's, it's not it. But anyway, yeah. anyway so, we're, so we're looking at solutions, right? Yeah. So Aya is a solution. Tell us why. This is your elevator pitch, and we're going to go into it a bit more, but tell us, give us the elevator pitch for IR. Yeah, so basically, um, what we're trying to do is, in the next 6,000 days from now, let's go 6, to- 6,000? 6,000 days. So specific. Yes, in the next, less than 6,000 days from now, Okay. we are going to have over 1 billion young people aged between 0 to 25. That number is going to be larger than India and China combined. So are you talking about in Ghana or? Africa. In Africa. In Africa. That's how our population is going to be. Mm. We are the youngest continent Mm. with the highest number of workforce. Mm. And if what we know, the trend, I'm a futurist, I I always predict. Mm. If you look at how the future is going to be shaped, Mm. everything automation, then you're asking yourself, Mm. where do we fit? This kind of numbers is scary. It's a threat mm. to the peace and security of the continent. Mm. At the same time, it's an opportunity mm. if we can turn it around by giving our young people the tools that they need to be able to be global players. Mm, mm, mm. 20 years ago, the only opportunity you have is to either travel to UK or America US, yeah. to be, because it was physical. 20 years on today, you yeah, don't need there. to be there. Yeah. I can stay here and work for any company I want so long as I have the right skill sets, and yeah. the right mindset. Exactly. I can operate work. All I need is my laptop yeah. and, and the internet. Right. You become a global talent. Literally, like that's matter of fact, the COVID for me, I see COVID to be an a opportunity. Ble- yeah. In a in a way, such that Africa now we are a place where 40 years ago, 30 years ago, India started. India started business outsourcing. And the government invested so much in training their people, mm. which is why if you went to Silicon Valley, 45 companies, 70% of them are led by Indians. They are C-suits, the middle and the, the lower layer are Indians. Mm. Why? Because Indian made a decision mm. to invest so much in getting them with the right skill mm. in their web too. 
So Indian controlled, they are having over $100 billion revenue annually, mm. only on business outsourcing. Mm. So my, 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 my view is that Aya is trying to position herself to say, hey, wait a minute. Indians have done this thing, succeeded mm. in the world too. And they've killed it. I'm they killed it. Like, yeah, so are. now we are going to have the largest workforce in terms of young people yeah. than even India. It is an opportunity. If you can help them have the right skill yes, mm -hmm. that will enable them work for a Jamaican company mm. looking to expand their talent pool mm. remotely mm. and lower their, their, their burn rate mm -hmm. or an American company mm. Mm -hmm. say, ah, it's expensive to hire in America. Mm -hmm. Let me go to Africa. Mm -hmm. I can get mm -hmm. this same talent, quality, and, and, and pay 40% 40, 40 less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's how I trying to position I ourselves. love that. I absolutely, I get excited. Whenever I hear a really good idea, I literally get excited. That is key. That is so sick. So, so yeah, basically, yeah. that's that what we are very early age. I mean, early in our, in our I mean, um, roadmap. Uh, we started a year ago, but the company started 2020. We raised it, but we put it in a step because we didn't have funding. So last year... What did you need, what did you need funding for? Just Of course, put the team together. You need to be able to pay, I mean, the bills and mm. then build the product. So mm. that was difficult but last year early last year we had funding we raised some funding well done uh yeah we raised some well funding done. and to that i speak to you we've been uh we've joined Textas, and Textas is one of the prestigious if you're it's not yc of i mean five minute startup is Textas, and aya has been i mean i'm um, accepted into Textas boston Okay, so, so is it um, an accelerator program? Accelerator or? program. Yeah, it's a, okay. a three-month accelerator program. Amazing. But, but the difference is that it helps you to prepare your company and position you to attract the right partnership, the right mentors, the right advisors, and, and funding, If so, 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 so be it, to be able to scale. And that's the, the difference with Techstars. Um, with IA, so initially, we wanted to just build a tool to enable them work remotely. But we realized that there was a gap. Alicia, just like up. We started getting more inbound, but we couldn't meet the demand. Why? Because the talent that we, we have in our talent pool we didn't have the right skill. So we we, we launched IA Fellowship to I mean to upskill them to meet the, the global standard because value is value. It doesn't matter whether you're black or you're white. It's the standard cannot reduce because we're Africans. Mm -hmm. If you want to be on the table, we need to go you know, on the on, on the table on the yeah. with value. We yeah. cannot just do things because, oh, I'm a black man, this is yeah. how we do. I agree. So I we agree, decided yeah. to, to refine the process and get these guys to have the right mindset. Yeah. Because it's all about that mindset. The interview we did, all the feedback we got was, we are looking for people who have the right character, mm -hmm. attitude, mm -hmm. team play, can be cultural fit, mm -hmm. and above all, our problem service. Mm -hmm. Because our system don't train people to be problem service. We don't mm -hmm. ask questions. Mm -hmm. Until you do questions, you ask why, and you ask why again, you don't solve problem. If your your approach is yes, oh yes, oh yes, then you are not a problem solver. Mm -hmm. You need to okay. You say say why why not? Why this? So we are we are not trained exactly. Yeah, so yeah. we not training people and then we had a support from Coinbase. I mean, you know Coinbase. It's Coinbase is one of the biggest mm -hmm. um web three companies. To so, so okay, we, we believe in this idea. Take this. I mean cash to, to train people. Oh, is it? They, so they supported it as well? Yes. That's so they supported that. So we initially wanted to train 100 people, Alicia. To our surprise, we had over 3,800 applications from 33 African countries. So country. you started training people? Yeah, last year. Yes, last year, okay. August. So it was, it was overwhelming. Only 100, we have 3,800 applications from 33 countries. That means that there's a massive there's a appetite. Massive that appetite to crazy. people to get the right skill. 
Yeah. Now, young people are now aware that if we don't have the right skill, we are going to be left behind. Yeah, yeah. So then, do the young so do they have to pay for the courses? So the first pilot is free. Okay, so but going forward, yeah, going forward, we are going to iterate it because you know what, free is underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pricing is over, over, overestimated. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is people feel that if it's free, it's not quality. Yeah. But we are we have the right mentors, the right trainers who are giving the quality that they will pay in Harvard. Yeah. But because it's free, there's this whole mindset that ah, because it's free. But we are taking the the, the cost. It's about 150,000 dollars to train 100 wow. people. Yes. So what? How does the? Because I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious, even just from my perspective, mm-hmm. to see how you've set up the training function. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did you put to the pro, the program together in regards to okay, these are the skill sets that we're going to train on, um, getting the trainers together, um, getting the timelines together. How did you set that up? Did you get someone else to do it? Or did you do it? Awesome. So, based on the feedback we got, we realized that there are five core skills that every startup needs. Mm. Because AI is solving the problem for startups. Right. Startup, we are not targeting. Um, um, Microsoft or Apple. So, hey, Apple, we have talent for you. We know these guys they uh, know where to source so their talent. So, you're doing talent for startups. So, our, our approach is that we have created a next skill talent who helps mm-hmm. startup build their first version got of the product. You, got you, got so, you. we are very niche. Right. Target okay. LST startups. Founders okay. who don't know how to hire. Founders who don't right. even know how to scope. They are, okay, I need um, two developers. I need back and front end. Okay. But what are they come to do? Some of them, they don't even know what they are come to do. So you're, okay, so you're in the startup space. So even um, working with, um, the, uh, offline, I'll tell you about a company sure, that, sure. That, that you should connect with. Sure, sure. That, so that's that our approach. Sense, so based yeah. on that, we got feedback on the key skills that this LST company need. They are looking for product designer. Right. They're looking for product manager. They're looking for back-end engineer, yeah. front-end. And then because we are Web3, we are the smart contracts. Right. So these are five key elements you need to build your MVP, to be your first product until you get to C stage. So do people that join the course, do they learn all of those things and then they can then decide, I'm going to go into um, product design, I'm going to go into, you know, I don't know. Exactly. So we put whatever. application. So all the, tr- the five track are there. So based on your interest, uh, you apply for. Oh, I see. So at the end of the day, we had people applying uh, for product design, people applying for product management. Got you, got you. So based on uh, exactly. And it was a hundred across all of those areas. Um, some of them were. Yes. Yeah, some of them were more interest in product design. We saw right. a lot of interest in product design. And back end engineering, front end, really? and the smart contract. That's in the last one, wow. product, product management. But we saw a lot of interest in product design. Wow. Yeah. So how long do all of these courses last for? It's six months. It's a it's a very intensive, I mean, curated project base. So we did the first phase where we have to screen down on based on availability, interest, participation, another thing from three thousand to thousand, and okay. uh, we did another screen again. So as I speak, we have about one hundred forty-five fifty going to the last phase of the program, which um, is going to take another four months for them to finish. Mm-hmm. So b- before they finish, they will build real product, mm-hmm. they will build pro- project, and they are, it will be assessed. And then after they, that, we give them an internship opportunity, so we can talk about that. That mm-hmm. oh, these are young people that have just learned this. Can you help them with internship? Three months, let them join you, learn, I mean, real life experience on working in corporate. So mm-hmm. that's the nature, the curriculum of our program. So mm-hmm. it's six months, three months internship, six months training. Mm-hmm. After that, I mean, we cannot um, connect with I mean, a full-time job. Okay, so for people that are listening to this, right, what can anyone help with? Like, be like, speak it into existence. Is is it that you want more investors? Do you want more people to sign up? Or clearly not because you have so many signups. Do you want people to just share it? Like, what do you want from people? Two things we want. Yeah. There are a lot of talent in Africa, but okay. the opportunities are not well distributed. So we need more demand in terms of, oh, okay, now we know there are talent in Africa. 
can you get us more talent to work with with, with so our company? companies, companies to hire, to hire remotely. Right. We're not even saying get them right. to your 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 home country right. remotely. Right. If the guy is good after one year and you want right. him to transition, right. Right. that's okay. Okay. So remote. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Remote. That, that makes that's sense. number one. Okay. So we also want opportunity for company to say, tell them you are training. We want them to take. We want to take them on internship because if they have more work experience, that it also increases their, their their confidence, their iterative process, and their growth. So two things: demand to to hire these people remotely, and also opportunity for as we train them, we get them to partner with company to do internship. Okay. Thank you. Sometimes it relates to what I'm doing. Sometimes it's something completely random, and I respect all of it. But this is gonna, I think, gonna be game changing, especially because, like what you said, I've noticed in organizations especially in the tech teams they hire so much from asia so much like and you know, there's so much talent i mean it was it was a black guy from nigeria that um built my, built my website for me okay. like and he's based there i've got um a girl that works for me in ghana she's based here so like so okay so what training programs do you have on the plan for, for this year yeah so this year we want to be able to aggregate and um re re refine the process it's still manual so as i speak right. the team we are, we are we are on the drawing board see how we can automate the process right. so we okay. can scale it up because we wanted we just wanted 200 we had Three thousand eight hundred. That's amazing. That the the is that's incredible. So now, <laughs> what about the, the the people that have done the um course? Is it almost finished now? Oh um, no, they just resume for their final track. Oh, okay, yes, okay, now okay. they are actually on the main training. Okay, so you, you're going to want to help them find them jobs afterwards, right? Yes. So once they finish, they have three months internship. And internship, we cannot absorb all of them. That's why we need more partners. The, oh, I see. To, to take them for internship. For internship. So, so that they can actually demonstrate what they have learned. And yeah. they'll say, wow, now I'm, I'm, I'm entry level. I'm busy myself. Paid become, internships, right? Oh, I mean, of course. Just to, yeah. for them to pay, not too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I cannot mention it, but I mean, it won't cost you more than, I mean, three, I mean 500 bucks. Mm. I mean, for, so they, they, that kid cannot be able to, you know, pay for his bill, his internet, mm. and then be able to just, they just want to learn, mm. to demonstrate that they can, they can do. So all they need, internship, normally we say, look, just pay for their, their, their electricity. Seems like that can keep their body together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the yeah, end of the yeah, month, they yeah, are eating, they can pay their, their internet I mean, fee, and yeah. that's all. And, and it will help them as well. With exactly, it's volunteering. Yeah. But the experience is needed because for you to get a first, your first job, yeah, they ask you, do you have three years experience? How do you get experience? Yeah. When you have learned, you just have to volunteer for somebody. And that's why you need more partners outside and within to say, look, we, we support, it's a mission driven, it's impact. Because mm. look, if you help young men who have just learned a skill to actually validate, you are solving poverty. Mm. But that guy will get a job that he will also help his siblings. Exactly. If we have a yeah. system that is dependency, yeah. but the more we do this in the next five years, we can have more than 100,000 young people in Africa who are Working. earning $5,000 a month. Yeah, yeah. And that's a game changer. Yeah. Look at the multiple massive, effects. Yeah, massive game changer. Because so for me, I'm looking at in five years, yeah. can we get one million young Africans who have the right skills mm. and they can get a call from the Valley, say, hey, yeah. we want to employ you. 70K per annum. Which is a game changer. Yeah. What's the requirements? Because I'm thinking about also, it's great for young people, brilliant for young people, but what about people that are a bit older and they're trying to take a career transition? Because I know people my age, 30 plus, um, that I've met here actually in Ghana that are like, I'm trying to get into tech. 
Now there's a gap for that as well. Can they get on the course or is, are, they not, is, are they not allowed to get on it because they're too old? Yes, yeah, so um, our data, one of the I'll share the data, our first data you did, we, so we found that we people apply when they were 35. Right, yeah. okay. So, so we are not restricting. Okay, so you're it's not all your, your I mean, willingness to. And I'll tell you something. I don't say this. The data that we had, mm. out of the 3,800 application, guess what? We only had 135 Ghanaians applying. 135 from Ghana. Guess what? That's really sad. 3,451 from Nigeria. 3,400 plus from Nigeria. And, that's, and that, that shows their attitude. That's your attitude. Yeah, Even that, though that, I'm a Ghanaian, but I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I want to create value. Yeah. I want to create impact. So if my so-called where I come from, they don't see the value and they're always glued to their radio station listening to you, Political things that don't add value to them. Well, I think, I think with stuff like that, I think it takes a level of understanding yeah. and it could just be that in Nigeria, they're much more privy to the opportunities within the spaces in tech and product and design. Yeah, because you know what? They have seen the opportunities. Seen they have it, seen yeah, pay stack exits. Young to a young I mean, men form a company within five years sell for 200 million dollars yeah they have seen other young people enter tech and within a few years their life has changed so the challenge is there wow tech is the next thing but in ghana people are yet to see that yeah 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 and that's and that's what it is exactly and And those who are successful in tech they don't they don't don't share their story yeah yeah the ghana community is quiet they are they're in tech they are doing stuff they're working in amazon they're quiet but the nigerian guys are sharing their story they are Build the community on Twitter. They are building community on LinkedIn. Get the other people. Hey, mm-hmm. this is what I did. Join me. Join my podcast. They are sharing their um their blog. This is how I did it. Yeah. We don't tell a story yeah, in Ghana. Yeah. yeah, and that's I mean, and that's why platforms like this exist as well. Because I thought to myself, it's all well and good speaking to people in the UK and the US, but. I want to branch out and have this podcast available because there's so many stories, including this one, so many powerful um, influences and stories that they need to hear. If, if a lot of Ghanaians heard, a lot of people that have had on my podcast, the inspiration that they will have, even something as simple as, I remember I had, I mean... Mark McIver, random. He's he's a barber, right? There's probably a barber that would never think that he could be a millionaire, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's made it happen, right? So there's 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 so much, there's so there's there's so much that that's an example. I mean, I mean, going back, there's obviously property is an obvious one that people think about yeah. as well. But there's so many apart from tech, there's so many opportunities and so many spaces, and people need to, especially in this country, need to know and hear it from people that are like them. Yeah. to understand because I feel I think they think it's so far away from them at least I'm not a tech guy yeah I did banking finance yeah you did yeah, I did banking yeah, yeah. finance today I'm working in tech yeah, I don't yeah, code yeah. exactly I'm a visionary you, you don't need to code I don't need to, to, be code. A tech, to be a tech do you know, so there yeah. are more than 1,000 different roles in tech that you don't need to code business analysis there mm. um, content writing is there digital marketing is there mm. there are several other layers in tech mm-hmm. coding is just I think coding Engineering just about three percent. Yeah, it's a section of the it. The real yeah. thing is the non-tech. Yeah. Because people are looking for who can help me even process my business. Yeah. Analyze this business. Does it make sense? Exactly. Put exactly. the business case together. Yeah. Please take design. All these yeah. things are huge. Exactly. So we need to let the story go out more. Yeah. That's why in the last one year since I returned back to the country, I just said, look, the little opportunity I will have, I'll do. Mm. Last year, guess what? I, I mentor 125 people. 
That's use my status. I use all my I mean, WhatsApp status. Every day I put something and people ask questions. Because I want to get you angry. I want to provoke you. I don't sweet talk people. Mm. The more you come to me, I, I tell you, what's your, two days ago, a lady reached out to me. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I want to do, um, um, do you have a, a role in your company? I asked her, what skill do you have? She said, oh, I'm, I can do HR, I can do that. I said, what tool do you use? That's okay. Read this thing. Come, get back to me. I gave her a short blog that talked about transitioning to tech or getting a role. Five days now, I've not heard from her. She's only, oh, I want to work with, with your company. I mean, I, I do HR. It has nothing. Being a counter is nothing. It's, yeah. So it's about, you about, about you and, and, and I appreciate that. Look, things are moving fast. Yeah. Today, ChatGPT can do a lot of things that you do as a lawyer, as an accountant, as everything, content writer. How do you keep to pace? How do you keep to innovation? Mm -hmm. So that ChatGPT will not move you, but will make you more, more, more effective, efficient. Mm -hmm. That's all innovation does. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away our job. But if you don't miss up the pay, then you, you become I was obsolete. And once mm -hmm. you're obsolete, nobody is in, in need your service again. Mm -hmm. GPT will do it for me, right? So it's all boiled down to the mindset, the mentality. 100%. That's the thing. I think people need to understand how to be... Um, an influencer, how to influence people. I recommend the book by Del Carnegie, how to win people over mm -hmm. and influence people because that that is the power to um I think success. You don't you like what you said, you don't need to be um a sports specialist, a tech specialist, whatever. If you have a vision and you you know how to influence others to see your vision and you know how to communicate what th what they are good at and what they need to do to add to that vision, that's all you need to do. And I, I learned that last year. I, uh, all these years that like, I was trying to do everything I remember I tried to build a website by myself oh really failure <laughs> I tried to do design I tried to do the UX UI by myself I tried to do it by myself I tried to do so many things by myself even editing this podcast mm. you might notice the first no I did it and I tried to edit myself I said no that is not my skill yeah. I give it to somebody else yeah. let them do it so this, yeah, this year <laughs> I, I learned something that I'm going to export I'm going to capitalize on my strength mm. and I'll source my weakness yeah because you cannot do everything yeah that's, that's a smart way so to be. this year I said look everything I, I know best I'll do it better and yeah. I'll crash it yeah, yeah. but anytime I know it's my weakness yeah. I will source it yeah. I don't need to yeah. I don't need to be everywhere yeah same so honestly even when it comes to I mean you did banking and finance so you're fine but I remember when I was first looking at like my confirmation statement and stuff and doing I was like I don't understand any of this like <laughs> let me just pay for an accountant like let me just <laughs> let, me, let me just do that it's easier like just like that's the easiest way to have we talk about soft life yeah. we talk about soft, that's the easiest way to acquire soft, yeah. soft life yeah. is outsource what you cannot do very well yeah. and yeah. you know harness on, yeah. on those skills yeah. so talking of that what are your skills tell us like what, what are your strong if you were to pick them out your strongest skills what are they that's my strongest skill is empathy yeah. it's em em having empathy, empathy yeah. for others why is that a skill it's a skill why? you know why mm. the world need empathy to be able to change even a vision without empathy is useless mm. because instincts drive vision Mm. But you need to be able to be in the shoes of Alicia mm. to say, oh, Alicia, I know you are not doing well, mm. but can I know what's going on in your life? Mm -mm -mm. So my strongest is empathy. Uh, apart from that, um, I, I also strongly believe in trust. I think trust is, is a currency. And for mm. me, trust is my, is my skill. I don't, I don't break my trust. Everywhere I've, I've been to, you say, oh, Eric can do A, B, C, D. This one, Eric is, I mean, suck at it, but this one, you won't get at it. 
for me, assists with currency. I don't joke with it. Mm. Um, um, Lastly, it's ability to um, to bring vision to life. I'm a dealist. Mm. So from childhood, like I, I was telling you, I've been doing stuff that I didn't even know it was, it was um, 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 a preparation to who I am today. Mm-hmm. So I'm a dealist. Mm-hmm. I'm a visionary. Mm-hmm. I inspire people. Mm-hmm. The last five, six years, I told you I've traveled to 17 African countries. That's amazing. I see people that I have met doing something great today. Over 2,500 people. I... When I but that's what gave me joy. Mm. It's not the money I make. I've not made money. Mm. But when I see people that I've met and I spoke with and they they are doing what mm. is giving them joy today, I feel fulfilled. Mm. So these are my strongest um, points. Mm. Um, leadership by empathy. Leader, empathy leadership. Mm. Um, of course, um, trust I've mentioned to you. Mm. And lastly, mm. loyalty. Mm. For me, my loyalty is to value. Mm. Um, I'm not loyal to... to people because you are the president or you are the janitor um, mm. loyalty my loyalty is to, is to value so long as you are creating value I think my loyalty mm. will remain with you as soon as there's no value no matter how you I'm off mm. yeah I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I guess um, we're going to expect some incredible things from you going forward because you have you have a clear vision and you've manifested it. Um, you've said it out loud. I think when you say things and you, you know, out loud, they're going to come, especially when you repeat it more than one time because you're, you're focused on it subconsciously. So I think I'm really grateful to have you. Yeah, before I, I go, I mean, um, yeah. I think that one of the things that we have dealt with we have not dealt with strongly in the last hundred plus years in the black community. Mm. It's the mindset of competition. I want to be better than you. Mm. I've come to realize that competition is overrated. Collaboration is underrated. Mm. But you know what? Competition gives everybody enough. But collaboration opens up endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time. Endless possibilities. Yeah, yeah. There's so much collaboration. Power. So it, much power. so much power in collaboration. Yeah. So instead of you dwelling in, I'm better than you, I can do better than you. Yeah. Let's give a chance to collaboration. Yeah. But Let's trust ourselves. We don't trust yeah. ourselves so much in black people. Yeah, the black exactly. community, we don't trust ourselves. And so it's something yeah. that we have to consciously, I think, it has to be deliberate. I think that's human nature, though. I think that goes wider than the black community. It does exist in the black community, but I do think that human nature is to see people that are similar to you or doing something that, has, that aligns with you as competition. Um, but I do think, you know, I agree with you, I do think that it's more prominent in our in in our community like we cannot it it just doesn't make sense for for, for us to work against each other yeah. when when we can share responsibility yeah. and I can share and whenever I've done that actually I've done it with a, a, a couple of friends of mine when it comes to business and there's been times where I would do some work she'll do some work yes I could have done all the work and got all the money but actually I'm happier sharing it and sharing the profit and that way we can both make more money longer long term together because we're we're both not exhausting ourselves we're both just doing what we can do and benefiting so yeah man collaboration is key it's key it's key key. collaboration and consistency doing things in kindness as well with a good heart no man this was good this was a good conversation wow really thank you yeah I really isn't that isn't that this is a good conversation I didn't see coming this way I didn't see it coming, this way. No. See it coming from a very original I mean you made me relax and that, there are some things I will not say but 
I, I just have to flow. And so I'm glad. I, I, I agree. It's a very good. I, I think I'll listen to it and I'll say, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, all this thing came out and it's coming out because it's me. I yeah. wake up every day. This is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't wake up thinking, I need to know. I'm thinking, how can I make life Things better? better. Yeah, that's the way because, to think. Because I struggle doesn't mean that somebody behind me should struggle. Yeah. I'm no. struggling because it should make somebody behind me better. 100%. I just, and the thing is, like one of my friends says, actually, kindness is the rent that you pay on earth. Like, just, and I think that is a big part of kindness. Yeah. Like, just yeah. trying to make sure that wherever you leave her is positive. Um, and even, I mean, we're all sadly gonna pass one day, right? Yeah, sure. Now that's and that's the realities of life. Yeah. You want to make sure that whenever, if ever that happens, it comes at any time, you have left something good, even if it was you in pro, in pro, pro in process. So even God forbid anything was to happen to you today, you've already left the mark yeah. because of what you're doing already. Yeah. You know, so, and that alone is something to be proud of. You know, fifty years ago, twenty years ago, when I was a kid, you work, you meet somebody who's successful. Oh. How do you do it? Oh, it's God. That has been a story in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to change that one. Yeah. Yes, it's God factor, Alicia. Yeah, of course. I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I, I, I know but you how there. did you do it? Yeah. I can go online. Let's be, let's be specific. Exactly. I can go online and read about Steve Jobs. Yeah. Who says, uh, we are not just making fun. Yeah. We want to change the experience. Yeah. I can read about J.B. Morgan, how they did it. Yeah. I can't read about any successful African. Yeah. Could they say, oh, it's in me. Yeah. You die. You die with what you experience. Yeah. No, I want to die and never die. Yeah, I want to let people know what I went through. So exactly. when I fail, I tell you I failed. Yeah, exactly. So that you know, oh, I failed, but this is why I failed. So when you start, you don't commit the same mistakes. We don't tell the story the way yeah. we need to say it. Well, then on that point, what what are some of the challenges that, that you've gone through so far in regards to getting to where you are today, today? Because we haven't gone through few challenges actually. It's kind of been like a nice easy ride, um, and and I think that's important to talk about. I think entrepreneurship is more of a calling in Africa per se, right? It's, right, a, okay. it's, more, it's more of a lonely journey mm -hmm. than having a crowd. People mm -hmm. don't actually care about your challenges, your pains. Mm -hmm. They only care about your glory. So mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, two days ago, on Monday, um, Texter announced Aya, I mean, in Texter, and you see people oh, DMing you. But in the last two years, it's been quiet very solo quiet few friends few uh, people and my team i mean everything i do is for the team they have been with me they believe the idea for one year we didn't have nothing it was family and friends but they said we believe this idea we believe this vision whether you the salary or not we are going to do it they stood with me how, how big is the team we are about 17 people that's amazing 17 people 100 percent remote 100 percent remote that's amazing 100 from nigeria uganda zimbabwe kenya amazing i mean it's 100 percent that i mean i i don't just believe in inclusion i believe in diversity and yeah. inclusion yeah yeah 100 exactly. so that's how it is but this is my first startup my first startup he said another conversation everything we are doing Aya, is the experience I had in that startup mm. it failed in a way that shouldn't have failed why, why did it because fail? of how trust was betrayed from my some of my team members um, we we delegated to, to Mexico for a conference my co-founder went there and then did something different came back and it was back in stretch so I have to let it go what did he say? I ask questions. Uh, yeah, so um, it's a very. I mean, the story is on the on the internet. Um, we, it failed. So my co-founder met another guy. They came back, 
and he signed a deal with them. But they came back, he told me, oh, Eric, you need to work with this guy. I said, okay, cool. I'm a collaborator, he's an African. I get this guy to talk to a major partner of ours. Okay. I have to lead him to a table, have a conversation. The agreement was that we're going to have a tripartite agreement mm-hmm. or um, MOU signed. Okay. Two days, I mean, after a week, the agreement come, the MOU come, he and the company that I introduced to signed a deal. Okay. And then excuse come, oh no, when we finish the pilot, we include everybody. Four months down the line, this guy that I went, I introduced to this big partner of ours, stopped talking to me because he had not have the table. And like Joe, like Joe, like Joe, my co-founder switched to his company, became the CEO for him, and sabotaging our company that we built with our blood. By the time I realized it was too late. So I said, okay, guys, I'm really going to all my equity back to you guys. I'm gone. Because for me, once trust is betrayed, there's no value for me again. So trust was betrayed. So I resigned. I relinquished my equity. They accepted. My team accepted. The co-founder accepted. After two days, they realized that they had made a mistake. They, I mean, they sent some of the team members who they knew were very close. I mean, were very... I listened to them that, oh, I should not resign. Um, I should come back. So that what they are doing new, it will, we all get money. I say, for me, it's not about the money. Money is the last thing I think about. Mm. I'm not rich. I'm from poor home. I know I'm going to be wealthy. But I'm not going to do something that contradicts my personal values. Mm. Because I betrayed the trust. And once trust is mm. gone, if, if I'm going to get a billion of dollars, I don't need it. I'm gone. It's, I'm done. So they're not mm. saying, if I'm going, because I'm the main founder, co-founder, mm. if I'm going then they have to close out the company. So cool. You guys have asked me to sign agreement for my exit. I've done it now. You know that it is a wrong move for you to accept my resignation and then accept my equity that I gave you back. I spent my, my own money, over a million dollars of my savings when I made money. It's every gone, but I'm okay. So when I, I mean, everything's ended like this, they, 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 they collapsed the company and the company collapsed. It failed. We're about to launch a new product that we knew that was going to be successful. We are signed a big deal with a bigger company in Ghana to be our, our distributor. We built a, a platform that enabled Ghana to send money to Nigeria and Ghana mm. without using dollar. And we have piloted over $500,000 in six months. We had more than 3,000 I mean, users. We are about to sign a deal, a company, a payment company in Ghana, so that this solution is going to go global. We are interested. Let's partner. We sign a deal that they are going to use their license. We build it and they use their name. So they can be distributed the lines for us to go to South Africa, other places. So we are about to change our lifestyle. This thing happened. So it is one of the pain mm. I've gone through. But I feel forward. Yeah, I feel forward. It was painful. I nearly lost it. But I told mm. myself I can choose to That's remain hard. in the pain, or I can choose to let go and grow with gratitude. So wow. I, came, I, I use gratitude to, 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 I mean, to take I away my mental um, challenges. And I forgive them. Yeah, so I, you have to. I mean, I mean, we all connected for a reason. Yeah, they have helped me. I've learned. Yeah. If not that, I would have have the experience I have today. Yeah, and I don't have any bitter um, animosity against any of them. It's something that need to happen. Yeah, it's not their fault. I mean, their human nature. Yeah. I have learned. It has made me a better person. Mm. It has given me a better judgment of how people are. Mm. I'm different situation. So, I write. I mean, I put on my my link that miracle only happen when you meet people with a good heart. Mm. And kind. 
Mm-hmm. That's what miracle mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Good um, people with mm-hmm. kind hearts. Mm-hmm. That's only when miracle happened. That's why I put that on my status mm-hmm. for a long time. It's all in fact from my almost. Why do you put this as a year? Mm-hmm. If you have gone through what I've gone through, mm-hmm. you realize mm-hmm. that miracle is only aggregation of kind people with a good heart. Mm. So it's a story I don't say it no- normally. I it, as I, I put it no, behind I me. Yeah, I put it behind me. It was very painful. No, I can understand. I mean, it was painful. But you've healed. I've healed. You've healed. I've and that's healed. the important yeah, thing. And I think it's it's important to sometimes revisit those things and say, actually, I can talk about that freely now because it shows growth. And I'm really, I was going to ask you what have you learned, but you said it before I even had to ask it. So I'm happy you've learned from the situation. And one thing that I like to emphasize as well is that life life is a real experience you're going to go through things that are messed up you're going to it's gonna happen the 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 thing that tests your character is how you respond to it afterwards and i can hold my hands up there's been things that i've done that's that's what isn't the best best response or the best you know that hasn't been great i've never betrayed anyone's trust though but you know things happen and you just have to learn from it and grow from it yeah. and um you know i really feel your energy and i'm, I'm sorry you went through that but, yeah. but you're going to I'm telling you your, your rewards are going to be endless they're coming i trust the process they're coming trust the process, trust the process. yeah man your rewards are, rewards yeah. are going to be endless yeah. but thank you thank you so much for coming on today it's been a very insightful episode i really enjoyed it actually wow thank you for having me um i never imagined it's going this direction but you really brought brought um, the best out of me and i'm going to listen to it over and over again yes uh, I, I can't wait to do a lot of things together i think yeah. that people don't meet by accident i don't believe in accidents yeah I really, everybody you meet you meet for three reasons you meet for a reason mm. you meet for a lesson or you meet for a lifetime yeah each one of them you have to be grateful yeah exactly and for me i say gratitude is the root for all the fruits yeah the yeah. more you can expand your gratitude quotient yeah the more fruits you can harvest yeah and exactly. that's how i live by exactly yeah. exactly love this well thank you so much for coming on today and thank you for those that have listened as well and stayed with us and been working with us since this very episode I really appreciate it hope you've been inspired Um, I'll attach all the links to your profile how to connect how to sign up to Aya um, on the episode and yeah just stay inspired stay grateful and I'll see you all on the next podcast episode don't forget to like subscribe and share thank you looking forward to the future (laughs) Bye.